And I'm Cass. Welcome to Honey Do Me. If you haven't been here before, we're a podcast dedicated to helping you have amazing sex, feel good in your body, and love yourself. We were just saying that and realized that sometimes it's more about tolerating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like about loving most yourself. Of the time. I took a Snapchat <laughs> this morning and it was a beautiful day. And I was like, it's a great day to have a mediocre day. <laughs> like yeah. today was just mediocre. And sometimes you tolerate yourself. Sometimes your days are just about getting through. Exactly. We're not about to shitload you with toxic positivity <laughs> here. Shitload you? Is that like overload, but in a bad way? <laughs> I guess overloading I feel like is bad. So. I don't know. I feel like so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a silly mood. This is going to be mediocre on my end. <laughs> It's mediocre on my end, too, because you're not right next to me, and that's upsetting to I me. I know. I'm sick. This is one of the few times we've had to record virtually. And In two it's years, not the same. though. That's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, especially yeah. going through COVID together. It's surprising that this is only our second time. Exactly. And I don't think it's even COVID, so. <laughs> and I don't even probably think it's COVID, maybe. I mean, I've tested <laughs> negative. I'll keep testing. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not leaving my house regardless. You can't make me. Yeah, I know, but I sure will try. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm bored. I have one friend and it's it's you, so. I get it. I get it. I mean, I'm here alone <laughs> with my husband and my dogs, yeah. but still, I'm here alone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess I have one other friend, and that's my boyfriend. Ah, ah and man friend. <laughs> we've um, tried out, dabbled in the topic that we're actually getting into today. But ah. I don't think we've done it as well as the two people we're interviewing <laughs> have described it to be. But That's fair. Yeah. Today we're talking about choking, a.k.a. breath play. Mm-hmm. with Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir. Oh my God. This episode is so fucking good. We have done an episode with Jasmine before mm-hmm. on impact play. Uh, it was on fetish, but we also mm-hmm. talked about impact play. Yeah. Um, finding your fetish. So good. And having King Noir there just added so much. And oh my so God, much, I had no idea what breath play was. I know. So much contextually and auditorily. I will say, Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll get that. You'll get it. Mm -hmm. But it's you should watch this one. (laughs) Actually, you should, because there are so many points in the episode where they like act out ways Mm -hmm. to hold your neck or ways to like engage in breath play with a partner that it is Mm -hmm. so beneficial to watch on YouTube. And they are great to look at, if I do say so myself. (laughs) They are. And they did this really cool thing that I noticed throughout the entire interview. Every time before they would touch each other, they would ask. They would, like, ask for consent. And I feel like that's not something you necessarily see in a lot of, like, longer-term couples and in scenarios like this. But they were so conscious, and it was just so natural. And I loved seeing that and hearing that. It was just really cool. I know. And they're just the me excuse me, they're the most (laughs) amazing um, people with the things that they do day to day as well. They're Mm -hmm. just so interesting. And I guess we're just like spoiling some of this. I don't care. (laughs) Um, But they go into some of the work that they've done with like extreme breath play. I don't Mm -hmm. know why that sounded so hard to say. Breath play. 
Um, and it's not necessarily anything I think we would dabble in, but I love stories from people who have way <laughs> more experience than me. So it just I mean, run. that's our original interest in sex was yeah. the the extreme. The so. extreme. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think I think we've both or maybe I definitely have dabbled in this, but I have never heard rules or how to's. And it's just been by the seat of my pants. So <laughs> the nape of your neck. <laughs> I have the nape of my neck. <laughs> I've never done any sort of choking or breath play before. Okay. Um, it's something my partner and I have talked about it or talked about and I've said I'm not interested until I learn more. I've just heard horror stories, that sort of thing. Um on I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I want to be choked, even after mm. all this. I just don't think it's for me. Um I think it is for my partner. He does yeah. want to be choked. So got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and I want to be with someone who knows how to do it responsibly, mm-hmm. which is also a big part of this topic. Um mm-hmm. this episode is we cover how to do it safely. So exactly. Uh, do you want to share any of your experiences that you've had? Any specifics? <laughs> um, I God, I'm trying to think if I've had any like funny specifics. A lot of the people that I've done it with have been very tentative about it. So it's mm-hmm. never been like a scary situation. It's just mainly mm-hmm. been like pressure, I guess, mm-hmm. rather than like an actual like the way that they talk about it is playing with sensation. So not being able to breathe. I've never mm-hmm. been in a situation where I've not been able to breathe. It's been more mm-hmm. just like pressure around my neck. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I necessarily have like a good story. I've just had experience of like a hand around my neck and enjoying. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? My boyfriend did try. So I was on my stomach and he was behind me and it was not it was less of a neck thing and more of like a mouth and I know this isn't choking, but he was like grabbing my face, which felt okay. still like like dabbling close to breath play. Or like choking. forceful. It's forceful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I enjoyed that. I was like, do, do, do that again, please. Yep. yep. I'm going to mark that yep. one. Yep. And yep. that yep. one yep. is coming back. <laughs> I'm going to check that one off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was fun. But And you've never been in a situation where you tried it at all? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Never. So, gotcha. well, more to come. More to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's uh, Jasmine and King, and enjoy. See you on the other side. Hello, I'm Jet Setting Jasmine. And I'm King Noir. And we are co owners of Royal Fetish Films <laughs> and Jet Setting Jasmine LLC. I am the lead therapist and owner of Blue Pearl Therapy, and I will let King tell you about Royal Fetish Films and Jet Setting Jasmine. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Royal Fetish Films, uh, we're an award-winning company um, for making the kind of films that you watch that you don't like to watch and tell people about, but you should. <laughs> but you should, because yes. Because you probably will relate to them a whole lot more once you share, mm-hmm. especially if it's our films. Uh, <laughs> we also are parents of four amazing children, and we do sex-positive parenting and porn and parenting. Yes. What else do we do? We um, have Black Excellence, which mm-hmm. is a content and uh, performer management company. Yep. We make music. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. I will say we like. I make different music. <laughs> I make noise. I make music. 
Um, and we travel all over the world providing workshops around uh, centering sexual pleasure and consent and safety on set and safety in your bedroom and lifestyle. Um, so, yeah, we do a lot. It all revolves around sex, though. Yeah, we try to make sure that everybody lives uh, their fantasies and their fetishes in a safe and exhilaratingly orgasmic way. Yes, as master fetish trainers. Well, when you find your niche, you know, really just dive right into it and make it work for you. You guys are doing amazing work and we love it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And we knew that we could only try, like you guys were the first people that popped into our heads when we thought of this topic that we wanted to talk about because we feel like we can trust you guys and that you would also give a very good explanation of how to do this next thing safely. So we would love to talk to you about breath play So if we could start by defining what breath play is. Oh, yes. So um, breath play, I mean, it's all in there, right? (laughs) Um, And I think sometimes we have this idea when we define it, it's like it's choking, it's asphyxiation. Oh, my God. It's it's a hard word. (laughs) And I hope that today at the end of the episode that um, your listeners will understand that there's such a breath such a range around breath play um even in speaking our you know how we have audio files right so folks that have a fetish for our voices and the breath and moaning and things of that sort yes yes <laughs> watching that release right um or the body language the way some of our fans love to watch how our body responds meaning like when she took that first breath or when he breathed into her um right all the way to the more extreme stuff like you you were talking about um some of the things that get used in scenes like you know choking as um as i said earlier or I've done a scene where we, where we did uh, some some waterboarding and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Exactly. So um, we really want to expand at any type of attraction, any type of sexual act that the person is aroused or turned on as it has to do with air entering or leaving the body can be constitute can constitute breath play. That is such a broader definition than I had in my head. So I am so excited to dive into all of that. I'm wondering if we can start off with some precautions, though. Um, Yeah, because we don't want anybody to engage in something and get hurt. Um, Yeah. So first of all, we want to make sure it's consensual. Number one, first and foremost. Right. Even if how we're, we talked about like that attraction too. So you know, can I watch you, you know, just take those deep breaths and I'm asking for permission to be a voyeur uh, and get my fix off of um, breath play um, all the way to, can I, you know, actually physically choke you or can I place you underwater, that type of thing. So consent all across the board. You also have to know timing, mm-hmm. where to place your hands. You know, uh, I think a lot of people, may they make the mistake of thinking that like, since I'm choking somebody, I got to like, dig my hands into their throat or mm-hmm. if you're on top of them sexually and you're you're putting or on top of them in any way and you're you're putting your weight and pressure onto their throat like one of the things we always tell people is you want the person coming back up to you the same way they went down <laughs> you know um yeah. when you mess with uh somebody's oxygen supply you can definitely cause brain trauma 
Mm-hmm. And before we get into all of those juicy details and um, and techniques, we want to preface that there really is no safe way, right? There's no 100% safe way to participate in breath play, um, especially on the extreme end of, the, of range. We can do all of the things that we're talking about, obviously get consent, <laughs> be mindful of body placements and um, all of the things that King mentioned, but it really is under the under the umbrella of edge play. It is very dangerous uh, and people can get hurt. Um, We can minimize and reduce harm as much as possible, but it is one of those things that you want to learn about on this podcast. And then you want to probably learn a little bit more about a class, go to a class, hire a fetish trainer, um, have a, a further discussion, talk about what that range is with your partner or partners, but not to assume that after hearing this and being excited and turned on that you are, um, able to practice this completely safe mm-hmm. in a safe mm-hmm. that's safer a, safer yeah. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no that's a great point that we definitely wanted to highlight is that we want to get into the fun stuff or what can make you feel turned on but overall there is not like a fail proof safe way to engage in breath play um mm-hmm. so thank you for mentioning that but like Cass said I had no idea or I didn't even think about like just the moaning or the sounds or the breathing like at someone could be considered breath play. But that is something that like can turn you on a lot when you hear sounds from your partner, when it's in your ear, all that fun stuff. But I just didn't think about that as breath play. <laughs> I like getting blown on. You do blow on <laughs> and I do. And I do like to, yeah. I like to blow on people too. And mm-hmm. I, I'll even take it up a notch by, maybe having ice in my mouth mm-hmm. or using ice and then blowing on the ice or using candle wax and then blowing on that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can, that you can use breath. And I would say it's always good to start with the ways that are like, if you're just breathing on somebody, neither y'all is choking to death. Like that's a good mm-hmm. start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you don't always have to go to the most extreme first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a way for you to learn what it sounds like when your partner is breathing normally what they're breathing like when they're turned on, what they breathe like when they're engaged in in some strenuous activity of some sort, you know? So if you start to learn your partner's breath, it'll make it easier for when you are doing something that might be a little more risky. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Getting like a baseline and really understanding your partner, their tells, all of that before engaging in something that is dangerous. It is dangerous. (laughs) What is a good way to like, if you want to engage in like a lot of moaning, let's say with you and your partner, but you're not someone that typically like is vocal in the bedroom, what's a good way maybe that doesn't feel so embarrassing to kind of find your, your voice in that way? Like your moaning breathy voice, if you haven't practiced it before. So as someone who really enjoys moaning and, um, and even focusing on like my breath and my partner's breath and when it gets in sync. And then if it gets out of sync, why, like, why are you holding uh-huh. your breath or what's making your breath pick up? Um, that, you know, that can be really fun. It can be fun to incorporate, like starting to pattern or model your partner's breath a little bit. So um, you're, how do I want to say this? We did that in the Taomi scene. We did. Yeah. Where we, we, the person that was directing us and was a part like a, a voyeur of watching us has have sex 
was saying, I want you to catch each other's breath, basically, um, and mirror what each other is doing. And it takes you being really, really focused on what your partner is doing that you really forget about what you sound like, how you're breathing. Are you doing it right? Um, So even focusing on your partner gives you a, a chance for you to release your own inhibitions by taking your focal point off of you, out of your head, and um, focusing on their breath. I you love that. A really good trick um, for engaging more vocally. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not. It's not my trick. It was um, Angelina Castro, oh. who was an awesome performer. Uh, I was. We were having this conversation because personally, when when I'm in my own time in my own space, unless I'm like really in a BDSM situation where I have to walk somebody through it and talk them through it and stuff like that. I don't say much, you know, I, I moan, I breathe, but I'm not like a big talker. And she, she was just saying like for porn, it works, but it works in your bedroom too. Is if you just describe what's happening, no one's going to complain. <laughs> so if, mm-hmm. if you're looking for like your breathy voice, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, think of your normal voice, Drop it down a few octaves mm-hmm. and just let it out like that. So if you're just like, I'm on camera for you right now on your podcast, coming or something <laughs> like that. Nobody will complain. They'll just be like, oh yeah. So if it's and if you're having sex at the time, you're like, I'm watching you suck my dick so good. Like nobody would be mad at that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. usually if you just describe something and you're a little nervous, they're there, they're experiencing it too. So you ain't got to worry about saying something that's too outlandish. Right. I love the touch of um, lowering your voice and like even whispering, right? So to whisper, you are, you tend to let more of your breath out, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so that may even be a, a way of, you know, talking, but talking in a whisper or even the things that you would want to say out loud or that you're thinking, just put them into your breath and into your moan. Um, and that may give you another focal point instead of worrying like, am I moaning enough? You know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And if you've got music on, they won't hear everything you're saying anyway. So if you don't like mm-hmm. it, what you said the first time, and like, what'd you say? Like, uh, you can <laughs> change it up real quick. <laughs> yeah, rephrase. <laughs> yeah. I've totally done that, what you're saying of like, testing out a word maybe that you don't typically say if you're dirty talking but just in your kind of exhale and so you can slide it in there and they say what and i'm like hmm? oh yeah i don't know either that was weird that's a weird sound my dog <laughs> you know so you can kind of like pass it off if like <laughs> you weren't totally confident and you threw it out there but oh, those are good tips those are, are cool. there any breathing patterns that you like to use Mm, well, like you said, with, with music, I mean, um, that tends to sort of put me, I, I think that gets me into a, a pattern or a rhythm of, of my own, again, using your partners to match and sort of have like this um, symbiotic experience. I get, a, I get a different breathing pattern when I'm doing impact play. Mm. And I like that, like when I'm flogging or if I'm doing any kind of movement. And I think the same thing everybody kind of has their breathing pattern kind of switch up when you're having sex as well. There's like a, a certain rhythm to it. I feel yeah. like people breath change up that way. I also find that whenever I'm choking someone and actively um, cutting off their air supply, that I'm very cognizant of my breath. 
So how many am I taking to how many I am keeping away from them? Um, and there isn't like a hard or fast number for, you know, that I'm like, oh, three of my breaths. Because the reality is however many of my breaths doesn't necessarily equal what their brain and body needs. Um, but it allows me to say, allows me to say very present with, um, you know, with restricting someone and making sure that I am counting or accounting for in some way. Mother's Day is around the corner and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off that makes i'm just saying that makes so much i didn't even think about like if you're the one restricting thinking about like how long have i been doing this you know even though that Mm -hmm. makes obviously you should think about how long you're holding down their neck but like how long have i been breathing that they maybe have been restricted breathing but Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say also i think um any situation where you are going to be with somebody, if you're able to take in the deepest breaths possible, it does make you very present in that moment. Mm-hmm. So then that also gives you, you know, that breathiness, the sound for them to hear. And if they're doing the same, the same for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deep breaths. I And that's another thing I never do. I never take like intentional breaths while having sex. Cause I mean, We've heard about it a lot, I feel like, with masturbation, like slowing it down and taking deep breaths to kind of be in your body. But with sex, yeah, it's been more of a performance. If I were to breathe, it's been something that I feel like the person I'm having sex with would want to hear. But also deep breaths could help mm-hmm. me and could help like the flow and the pattern and centering. I take I take breaks to breathe. I take breaks to breathe and for water, for sustenance. (laughs) You should take care of yourself, right? (laughs) Your partner may not know that you need a moment to breathe. And I don't feel um, shameful for that Mm -hmm. or embarrassed by it. I feel like this is good. Like, let's just, let's prolong it. And Mm -hmm. to prolong it, let me recenter. Sometimes it is psychological. Like I need to gather, gather myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes, most of the time it's physical. It's just like, Ooh, this yeah. is intense. Give me a minute. I am and tired. then let me read. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. That makes sense. Like if mm-hmm. you want to have the most pleasurable experience, you need to make sure that your needs are being met. Otherwise they are going to impede 
what you're able to do and experience. So I mean, and they say that in any type of physical activity, whether it's yoga, right, or um, or boxing. Uh, boxing, a fitness class, you know, it's just like, hey, if you need to take a moment, take a breath, and then jump right back in. Yeah, feel mm-hmm. comfortable. Well, doing also, that. all of those activities also tell you to be in your breath while you're doing that mm-hmm. activity too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we forget because we feel, or at least I feel embarrassed to take a break during sex because it feels like, oh, I'm breaking that moment of like sexual tension of like sexuality between me and another person. So like taking a break is taking us out of it. Oh, it's to me, it's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. This break is like intermission and you should know that it's part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And and really, I think it's an opportunity to build a, a new sort of like a um, a new strain of sexual tension, right? Like, how yeah. long is this breath going to take? <laughs> What's going to happen after this breath? You know, mm-hmm. um, it it is. But I I do understand. I mean, I think that we are also often shown um, examples of sex that go the duration, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, we're fortunate enough to be behind the camera as well to know that sex there are breaks right you know there are um there are moments that need to be interrupted to be able to switch into the next activity mm-hmm. perhaps um and that naturally it's okay to take those breaks as well it's not a movie scene um unless you have people that are paying and, and watching a live sex show, no one is expecting you to, you know, have the seamless performance. And there are certain sexual acts that you do have to take a break for to prep for or mm-hmm. to wash for or to do a whole bunch of other things for. So yeah. That only keeps your safety up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you go, you know, you don't want to go from ass to mouth. We'll yeah. You're for really sure. great about that. I love yeah. those breaks. well that's why I feel like it's so important to have people who are in the industry who are hoping and wanting to like educate on like safe sex and safe sex safe sex practices and making that a part of the performance and making that sexy so that we are learning as we're enjoying and we can know that we can do that as well in the privacy of whomever we're with so I think that's super important so for, for taking it back to breath play and the extreme examples of breath play. Mm-hmm. So I have a scene with um, Kitty Jaguar where we're dunking her um, in a tub. And then she's coming up, sucking dick or eating ass and eating pussy and then dunk her in the thing. So in order to do that scene, like we first had to be like, all right, well, we have to make sure that the tub is this deep. The water is this deep. Okay. We have to see with her. What are you comfortable with? How long can you hold your breath? My foot is going to be right here. So keep your hand on my foot. So if you need to come up sooner than we thought or something like that, tap my foot. You know, like all this safety stuff is in play. You don't want to just be like, hey, baby, let's go take a bath. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> not going to work out good for anybody, you right. know? And and it's funny because literally just like yesterday or the day before she was posting on her Twitter that that was one of her favorite scenes because she had always wanted to do like a, a, like a faux drowning scene, but she had to be comfortable. She had to right. be with the right people mm-hmm. in order to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, taking those... we didn't just jump in the tub. There was a whole, you know, conversation beforehand. 
checking boundaries, checking limits, all of these things, and then taking breaks at certain points too, where we're like, all right, water's not as warm as it was before. Let's rewarm the water because, you know, the cold restricts your, your capillaries in your lungs. Uh-huh. So all of these different precautions that we're taking to make sure that she's safe and having a good time. Right. I love that scene. It's with Vivian, Vivian Vi, Vivian right? Vi mm-hmm. and Kitty Jaguar. And you have the scary mask on. It's, yeah. So the... I know that there was prep that went into that scene that, like, if there's some edit. That scene also has Estimo. And she was washing her mouth, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All the safety. All the safety. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so good. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, for people who are like, yeah, well, if you talk about it or if you have the safety tap that um, he's talking about, then is it still edgy at and my thoughts, like, hell yeah, like holding your breath, knowing that you're going to come up or not, or that you have this tap out. It's still exciting. It's out of the norm. It's like if somebody say to you, hey, we're going to jump out of a plane. You're still going to want to at least take a jump with somebody who knows what yeah, they're doing right. first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It doesn't it, take away from yeah, the it's, it's not. I can still hit the ground. whether the the instructor is there or not so i think it's it's one of those things where where people who uh, i think this goes with all forms of romance and sex that we have this idea that's kind of like i guess i don't know pushed through romantic comedies and romance novels that we're supposed to know everything about another person and we're supposed to know everything about this sexual experience that we're going to have together that we never have to discuss it. Like it just happens. Mm -hmm. It flows. Mm -hmm. It's fucking perfect. Nobody drowns. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But in order Mm -hmm. to, in order for that to happen in real life, you do have to have these conversations because God forbid you're into drowning. Someone else is not, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? You don't want to have that kind of after conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's better to have the ones in 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 front of mm-hmm. than behind. And thinking that you know every nuance of somebody's fetish is usually where we go wrong. Right. Because mm-hmm. Kitty might say, "Hey, I really like being dunked in the tub, but I do not want you to turn that shower on and have me upside down and waterboarding." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want you to hold my nose while I'm under that water. I do not want you to spit in my mouth when I come up from that. Like there's so many different levels of it that every single uh, fetish that a human being has is as individual as that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, when I'm like, if I'm watching porn or talking about different types of scenes, it's like, I want to know that what I'm watching or hearing is being taken care of behind the scene. Like it wouldn't take anything away from me if I saw the tiny little like safety cues or like the, the safe words or something, because mm-hmm. it's like, at least I know what I'm watching and like enjoying is being enjoyed on set. So like that would even make it way better for me and, and be educational. It's like, Oh, that's how you can have like a safe word. That's how you can have a safety cue. Like that makes a ton of sense. And I, I think that would only help those scenes. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, some other, some other safety tips and cues around um, breath play for people that are not all the way at the extreme of dunking their partner (laughs) underwater. um, There are 
you know, the, some of the things that you said, one, the conversation and also a safety cue, no matter what kind of breath play, you know, even if it's, you know, you like hold the person's nose while they're um, given head or that seems a little extreme. That might be really <laughs> I can't even breathe when my nose is unplugged and I'm me giving either. heads. <laughs> You're trying to kill me. <laughs> um, we talk about giving the person control as well. So, you know, if I am uh, doing like a first time choking scene with someone or not scene when I say scene, like, you know, playing with someone not right. necessarily for a film, um, I tell them that they can place their hand here um, and, you know, I can feel squeezing, I can feel a drawdown and then they feel like they are a part of of the control. Oftentimes what I find is that people are going like this, they're pushing up like more, you know, and it's like they can take more um, because they feel like they have some control in that, in that matter. And it also lets me know like, ah, okay, now I know what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. You like a certain amount of uh, pressure. You, you know, I might be starting to draw away and I feel them pushing uh, closer. So I'm like, okay, this person can go a little bit longer than I'm anticipating. So, and nothing is wrong with learning a person's body by allowing them to tell you. Mm-hmm. I love that. And it makes me think about the first time you were on Honey Do Me when we were talking about impact play and you were saying to try it on yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about that with breath play. I feel like in my head, I think of it as something that somebody has to do to you. Mm-hmm. So I love how you're opening that up. Yo. Next time you fapping. Choke yourself. It's also because then you learn what you what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. from you doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, okay, yeah. I, I like this pressure here. I don't like it when it's a whole hand, or I can take it for a certain amount of time and then leave it be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, oh, I should do a masturbation scene where I'm in the tub and just like going under. Don't give yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Ideas are flowing. <laughs> I, I like that. Flowing. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that works multiple ways. Flowing, <laughs> bathtub, water. That makes funny. Um, <laughs> when yeah. you're using hands, whether it's on yourself or um, another person is using it, what is the hand doing? Because I've heard of like either press down or squeeze together. Like what is... What is the way to enjoy a light choke, if you will? Yeah. So um, not to take away from anyone else's technique and why they choose the technique that they choose. We're going to share what feels comfortable for us, what works for us, and um, sort of like what we co-sign behind. And we were fortunate enough to have some training from the great Marla Renee Stewart over at Velvet Lips. Um, So, you know, anyone who says I'm into choking, I'm into breath play, ask them where they learned from, (laughs) right? Um, And they better have some reference. They better not be like the Boston Strangler. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't work. So if it's okay, I'll demonstrate and walk it through mm-hmm. on you. Okay. So. okay. All right. So <laughs> one of the things that we're doing is um, I want you all both to feel this fleshy part of your hand right here, right? So in between the thumb and the index finger, there's this nice fleshy part. It's the hand taint. The hand taint. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's what we're um, using. This is really where all of our pressure is coming from. Our fingers are going to be loose the entire time. 
the reason why is because can't touch it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to be connecting with King that fleshy part to right where his chin and neck meet, or I should say his jaw and his neck meet. Can you go to the side, like this, this way? Yeah. Uh, so put that hand tank on me. Okay, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things that you're also going to see with my technique. You see that my hand is bent, my arm is bent. Excuse me. I am not straight arming him, and if I am, that means I'm pushing all of my weight. If it's bent, then I'm going up at an angle, which is the natural angle of our neck, right? So you should be able to do this to yourself right now. Go ahead and take that fleshy part. Go up a little bit and say something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was right. beautiful. Right? Thank you, Cass. Not, not as breathy as yeah. you wanted to <laughs> No, right? This might not be when you want your partner to recite a love sonnet to you. You can whisper in that. <laughs> it still, it still sounds a little wild. It does. So when I'm doing this, if you notice, my fingertips are still visible. Mm-hmm. Um, they might go like this, but the point is that they're light. I should be able to loosen them at any point in time. The reason why we don't squeeze is because the carotid arteries are here. And if we are squeezing there, we're cutting off blood flow to the brain. There are people who play in those extremes. However, I am not a medical professional, and I don't know how much time any of my partners can go without a certain amount of blood flow to their brain. And I'm also unable to gauge how much blood is being restricted at that time. Mm -hmm. When I'm doing this, I am cutting off airflow, not all of it. And I can say to my partner, I'm bracing his back, so I'm getting a little bit of pressure here. Tell me your name. Okay. So by him being able to respond to me, if the harder I, the harder I'm um, going in that upward motion, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him to respond. Obviously, we were able to hear him clearly say his name. Um, I may not do a sound check like that. I may say, you know, like say something else sexy or, you know, call me mama or something. I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you're into. Um, But the point is I can measure in that way how much airflow he's getting where with the circulation, I am, he's either getting blood flow or he's not. Yeah. Right. As King mentioned earlier, we want our partners to come up the way that we take them down. Um, And what we mean by that is like, we want them to have the same number of blood cells that they came in the room with. Same brain capacity. Yes. (laughs) Like this is the worst thing is that you have this great sexy play and then like you can't engage in a conversation with the person anymore because you, you know, have messed things up. So that is our technique. The same thing when we are on top of one another and we're choking, we are not straight arming because then we are putting all of our body weight and we are potentially... Um, crushing the trachea and also cutting off all airways. Um, we are still going at it from an upward motion. Same thing from behind. Can you show from behind? It's probably mm-hmm. easier for you to show from behind. Okay, yeah. So from behind, he still has the bent mm-hmm. and is going upward motion. Mm-hmm. And it feels good. Motion. <laughs> um and using his body as a brace so either the especially with with this personally i like to just put my chest because if you're trying to 
brace with here. Yeah. You're pushing too much with your with your hand. Mm-hmm. So we're here, they're they're braced up against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do want to have um, you know, have those either the bed or your hand or your body to help brace that person, sometimes even holding the back of the head, um, so that it's firm and you're not like, you know. No whiplash. No whiplash. Yeah. yeah. Questions or thoughts about that? That's the first time I've heard of that placement. I feel like mm-hmm. I've asked questions before in terms of where to put hands or how to apply pressure. And it's never been one as descriptive as you guys just went through, but also it, this immediately when I do it to myself makes sense and already gives me the sensation that I feel like people are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, go ahead. No, I was going to say most people do not want to get knocked out. No. <laughs> they don't want to they don't want to get choked until they pass out the thing is when you do restrict some of the 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 air and it makes you take those little kind of panicked breaths that's the the part where you get this heightened sensation of everything else you know yeah. any any kind of sensory deprivation heightens all your other senses so if you are engaged with somebody else or you're pleasuring yourself you will feel like times that I have have choked myself while I'm masturbating, like I can feel the blood rush through my dick, like in a whole nother way. Right. So you'll feel the blood going through your body because your body is trying to figure out what, what the fuck is going on, basically. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you do get all those same kind of things that that was spoken about with impact play with your endorphins and, and all of that is going through your body as well. And you do not have to cut somebody's blood off to 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 get that kind of feel. I think a key word is that we're the title of this is breath play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not breath yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, if this yeah. was like Slim Killum workshop, then we probably would talk about this very differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're talking about play and introducing like the idea or that um the the edge of like this could be very, very dangerous. This could mm-hmm. If I didn't trust this person, I may think that they're going to, you know, hurt me or um, I could pass out right now if they didn't know what they were doing or if I didn't trust them to do it. It's um, so, you know, I think it is important for us when we are talking to such a broad audience, we have no idea who is listening, where they are in their sexual proclivities, their partners that we we start with sort of the lowest common denominator um, and the safest denominator. And then if people are interested in more risky play and they understand both the receiver and the giver understand the consequences that's associated with that play or those actions or that behavior, then like, you know, that's, that is on you. But I do think we have a responsibility as educators and those that have a platform to educate that we are um, starting and sharing techniques that keep people the safest, the longest, and give them a good baseline to start with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have, kind of going off of that, do you have an opinion on how long you think somebody should know someone before engaging in breath play? Like, it doesn't sound like it would work well for a one-night stand. Whoa, whoa, don't put down one-night stands. <laughs> <laughs> you discuss you know i mean people sort of think about one night stands like that whimsical idea like you talked about where it's just like you know we got together we 
blinked two times and the next thing you know, I was in his, you know, his house or her house. You could talk to people before you fuck them on the first night, even if you don't plan on seeing them again. You'd right? be like, look, yeah. yeah. If you want this shit to be the best it could possibly be, you'll choke me. And I'll choke you. No, I I don't like to put time constraints on anything. I definitely say go with your gut. If you're in a situation where you're like, hey, I don't know if I should let this person choke me. Maybe you shouldn't let them stroke me either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you might, you might not want to fuck somebody who wouldn't trust to to respect your limits in that way. Um, but also you know sometimes from a partner you've been with once more than once or whatever, like this person sucks at taking instruction. And if I tell them, don't put your arm out all the fucking way, they're going to do that shit anyway, because they don't listen. Then, you know what I'm saying? It it might not be a a short time. It might be a, I know this person well enough to not let them choke me. This isn't specifically about breath play, but it is, it's what, nor is it about one night stand. It's about a short time stand. (laughs) (laughs) But it was someone new and we had sort of a first round of like, foreplay and like vanilla sex and then it seemed like they were like hmm there were a couple of things that perhaps they were thinking there are a couple of things that she did that maybe she's a little bit kinkier than she let on you know and then so around like round two they were like what do you think if I slap you and call you a bitch okay I'm here already I was like, we could try it. And if I don't like it, like, I'll, you know, I'll say something. And so, but this person sort of like warmed me up to the idea. They didn't just, and that would have been a really like jarring and hard limit for me Mm -hmm. as a first round thing. So I would say if you're into choking and you really want to introduce a new partner to it, like a brand new partner to it you know, maybe have some level of engagement to be able to use your gut. Is it a good idea to bring it up and then bring it up? I felt really comfortable with you. Things feel like it's going really good. Do you think we could take it up a notch? What does taking it up a notch mean? Would you be comfortable if we did some, you know, if I, if I'd use some um, breath play or did some choking on you? And then you could say, I got this really good podcast that you should listen to <laughs> that actually takes us through how to do it. Very there first you time. go. The plug. I love it. <laughs> What? But, you know, if someone, I think if someone asked me on the first time, like, you know, can I choke you? I, I would probably like, do you know how? You know what I mean? Like, what, right. what are you going for my breath or my blood? You, that would probably mm-hmm. be my response. And yeah, if they don't know how to answer that question, they'd be like, what you no. mean? Yeah. What, yeah. You, what you mean? It's like, I'm take like, your yeah. hands right off. Thank you. Yeah. But, I, but I mean, <laughs> even in the example that you gave, he did ask, how do you feel yeah. about me doing X, Y, and Z? It's not just kind of like, no. Jumping off. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think those are the kind of gut feelings that you get from. So like, has this person been respectful mm-hmm. up to this point? Mm-hmm. Have they asked about what I'm into? What right. pleases me? Have they shared what pleases them in a way that I feel is like open and honest? Mm-hmm. You know, all those mm-hmm. kind of things I would hold into account. Mm-hmm. Well, those are amazing tips to consider before engaging in breath play with a partner, however long you've known them. Um, And kind of like a self-discovery question that I have is if you have the need to kind of categorize why you're interested in breath play, is it like a certain kink? Is it being interested in like 
being a submissive? Like how, how can you kind of categorize that for yourself if you're like, I think I'm into choking, but I don't really know why. I definitely don't think that it falls into a binary in that kind of way. Like mm-hmm. I do not consider myself submissive, but I love getting choked. I think for you, it's the sensory. Yeah. The I'm, sensory I'm really, I'm really into sensory play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that aspect of it, you, you're, you're a sensory kind of person if you like it. Okay. And if you're someone who likes doing it to other people specifically, but don't like having it done to you, mm-hmm. then that might be a little masochistic. Yeah, perhaps I'm, I'm sort of like very picky about who. Um, or sadistic, excuse me. D- right. Well, <laughs> for the, the person receiving too. Yeah. Um, for me, it is it is sensory. It is edgy. Um, it is also because it's it's something that I don't do with everyone. It's sort of a way of expressing trust with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's that's not even necessarily on the kink meter. It's just sort of like an additional way that I will have sex with some partners that I want with others. Um, when doing it to others, for me, it is um, uh, with you. It is about you because you request it and i know that it's for sensory for other um partners it is does fall under the dom sub dynamic um you know the apprehension what is she going to do next i'm in control of your breath that type of um so there could be a lot of reasons and i think when people are either watching it or it or experiencing it if they can just ask themselves what part of me feels activated right now yeah. You know, is it danger or do I feel the blood rushing? Um, is, am I more in tune to what's going on right now? Because I can't think about anything, but when my next breath is going to come, right? Is it is it those things or, you know, is it just like you saw a movie and like, that's how, you know, if somebody is just like so crazy into you, mm-hmm. it brings you to, you know. I think it's another, it's also another way to connect with your partner because, if we're, if I'm inside of you mm-hmm. and we're touching here, we're touching here mm-hmm. and we're touching here, touching here, like just other ways to, to feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really love edgy. I mean, I feel like in some ways and in some days I can feel like, oh, I want to be submissive or the sensory, but sometimes I just want to feel like I'm doing something a little edgy and that in and of itself, even if it's just like pressure, is what mm-hmm. turns me on. So I like that you brought up that word too, because that's totally a category of its own. Um, yeah. I do want to share for, for people that are like, I want to try it, but I'm afraid for one reason or another, um, or even for people who want to choke their partners, but they're afraid of hurting them or not knowing what they're doing or not knowing sort of the response. Um, when you said pressure, it made me think of that. When I did that bachelorette party recently, um, there were a lot of people that were just like, I don't know, like I've either never been choked or um, afraid of it. And we did other places on the body, other restrictions. How do you feel with squeezing of your hands? How does it feel there? The upper arm, how does it feel there? How does it feel putting pressure just on your earlobes and someone else doing it to your body? Um, just how does that feeling feel? We also do, um, you know, the center of the chest, like pushing, putting pressure on it. How does that feel? Because now we're getting closer to this area and then just sort of like checking in. How does it feel? You know, um, and interestingly enough, one of the women said like 
she didn't, she went all the way and tried the choking. She said she didn't like the choking. It was a bit triggering for her, but the restraints around her wrist. And so, you know, we kind of talked about like having your hands up and having your partner, maybe when they're straddling you, holding your wrist and having that, um, where it's, it's a restraint, but we're talking about sort of a sensory restriction that she felt comfortable with. So for those that are listening and just like, nope, mm -mm, not my blood or my breath, you know, there may be some other forms of pressure, which is another kink in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, that might be close to breath play that feels more comfortable. I, I think um, kind of building off that chest harnesses, making them tighter, mm-hmm. change how you breathe. Uh, yeah. I had a client who wanted to work their way up to choking. So we started, can I touch you? Mm-hmm. We started just here, just stopping her breath in that way and then working our way towards choking like this is still rough for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i think again like going back to what we were saying earlier like trying the most extreme first sometimes will turn people off because if you do the most extreme first and you don't get it right it could it could put a lot of fear in somebody it could traumatize somebody so if you try some of the things leading up to it then you'll at least know like okay i'm i'm good till about a stage 5 mm-hmm. If we're trying to get to a 10, at least I know I can always fall back to that five in our in our intercourse or something like that, you know. It made me think really fast when you did this that we didn't talk about face sitting, which is also true breath play. Um, and even pussy eating where you are like smothering the person's um face by pulling them into you is another form of breath. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I like, that. I like that. I just love all the <laughs> variations that you're describing. Like I I was going to ask you if there was one last thing, but I feel like that is so perfect to kind of wrap it on as like the ways in which you can scale it up, scale it down and even like start from like literally your toes up to your face if you're not feeling comfortable but that restriction and that sense like that sensation of like restriction in and of itself just feels edgy my new favorite word um yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so i love that well on that note where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode you can go to royal fetish xxx.com to come and choke yourself to all <laughs> of our amazing content you can also find us on OnlyFans mm-hmm. at king noir and at royal fetish xxx also, all your social media is Jet Set Jasmine, and mine is The Real King Noir on Instagram and at King Noir on Twitter. I'm shadow banned on everything. So don't, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. trust it unless you actually see me on there. Yeah. If it's just pictures of me and shit, that's some that catfish. Yeah, yeah, that is true. You can't even trust the pictures. There's a whole lot of catfishes out there. So definitely, yeah, our websites are. Um, Great places to connect with us. And if you want to connect with us us in person, we are actually doing a kink retreat. In Um, Costa Rica. Yes. Yes. We got a whole villa, two pools, private chef Mm -hmm. in the the beautiful, beautiful landscape of Costa Rica. Private only for those who are attending with us. So come get kinky with us. Yes. Yes, kink in Costa Rica. And we'll also have a guardian on site so we can 
let go and let somebody else monitor our our boundaries carefully. I don't have to give my consent the second time. (laughs) (laughs) That that Zoom needs to learn some things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so noted. If you stop recording and then re-record, Zoom assumes Assumes. you're down for more. (laughs) And you know what they say about people who assume? They make an ass out of you and me. Mm -hmm. It assumes you're DTF, down to film. (laughs) Down to film. Darn tootin' fun. <laughs> Darn tootin' fun. Here I am. Ready to do it again. You're down to film. That's really funny. Good job on that one. Thank you. Um, I'm very quick-witted. Quick-witted. Thank you so much, Jasmine and King, for being on the episode today. Uh, we learned a lot. We had a lot of mm-hmm. fun. And I could listen to you both all day, quite honestly. Forever and ever. Yep. And thank you to our listeners for hanging out. Yes. And if you enjoyed this episode, if you thought it was interesting, you can share it with somebody. Um, Might be a little bit of an intimidating one to send to just a random person. Um, But I feel like this is a great one to send to a partner if this is something that you're interested in, because it's a safety thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just fun and kinky and all of that. So I would definitely share this one with a partner. Um, And you can go head over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. Leave a nice written review, something sweet, something mm-hmm. kind, something that says you love us. You can also choke us with us your kindness. Hmm? Choke us with your kindness is what I said. Yes. <laughs> you said choke us with your hands. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> nope. That's not me. Not me. Um, yeah, you can also give us a rating on Spotify. And that that's all. That's all. If you leave a written review, do the hand heart. Because oh, that's, that's a good one. That's the emoji for that's like the kink emoji for choking. Oh, okay, um, I didn't know that. You're yeah. so into the kink community. If <laughs> what can I say? If you go to the today's post, so the day before this episode came out, that's what I put at the end of our little caption. Oh, you're brilliant. The kink community uses it, or I won't say generally, but I have seen it and described as the choking emoji. So I won't speak for everyone. I, I will speak for me. <laughs> me and my kink community. Me, myself, and I. Ah. Ah. Anyway, but do that, and then we'll know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that was a terrible wink on both of our parts. <laughs> it was just animated. Yeah. Uh, I wish you made a sound. I know. It'd be wet and gross. Ew! (laughs) (laughs) What else is a blink supposed to sound like? That's true. That's moist. Moist. Blinky. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.